Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and this is your weekly no-fluff self-development podcast for teachers. The High Vibe Teaching Podcast is the self-development you need to instantly improve your life and get through the crap holding you back. Becoming High Vibe has changed my life, and I know it can change yours too. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to this week's show. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. I'm personally doing pretty well today. If you are new to the podcast, here we talk all things high vibe, self-development. My whole premise behind this podcast is to just give you guys a daily dose of self-development to help you through, you know, your week if you're going through anything hard. I don't know. But um, I really learned through self-development that to get out of a funk, to get out of some not so good times in your life is you change your paradigm and you take the choice you make the choice to change your life. And that is through being around high vibe people, being in a high vibe environment and just getting good content pumped into your ears. So that is what we do here on the high vibe teaching podcast. Um, I teach you guys how to become high vibe so you can love your job teaching because I truly believe teaching could, you could be a teacher and still love your job and you can still love your life and you don't have to feel drained teaching. I truly, truly believe that. Um, but I do just want to catch you guys up really quick about the theme of this podcast episode. So as you could see in the title, I'm going to be researching with you guys what exactly is a charter school? What is the difference between charter schools and public schools? And I'll be focusing on the state of California because that's the state I live in. And the reason why I wanted to film this episode was because as you guys may have known, especially if you listen to last week's episode, um, I have been re okay. Yeah. I didn't get the teaching job last week. I interviewed for it twice. I didn't get it. They didn't want me to like, they didn't select me to continue to the third round. So, um, I have a YouTube video going out today. Um, it should be out around 1 PM specific, uh, Pacific time. Um, And I just talk about how I had a rough week last week. So I found out over a week ago that I didn't get this position. I was truly banking and like really thinking and hoping I was going to get this position, but I didn't. So honestly, it put a big hindrance on my self-worth, if I'm being completely honest. So that wasn't the most fun for me. But I learned a lot, and that's what I talk about in the YouTube video. Link down below if you're interested. But like I said in the video, I'm just having a little bit of an irrational fear that I won't find a job. It's getting better every day because I am practicing some affirmations. I'm doing some subconscious work on reprogramming these limiting beliefs because these beliefs are literally made up. And I want to choose not to believe them. I want to choose a different reality slash truth for myself. So that's what we're doing to, or that's what I did in that video. But I wanted to, you know, figure out what a charter school was because I have been applying to a couple of them just in case, you know, 
I'll get into in a second. But first, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you have not already, giving a review to this podcast helps this podcast out so much, especially if you think it helps you. Um, The more you rate it and share, the more it gets to other people. And I really feel like this work changes lives. Um, It has changed my life. So that is why I am so passionate about it. Also, if you are not following me on Instagram, it is at high vibe teaching. That is the best way to get in contact with me. That is the best way to connect with me. Um, I love message getting messages from you guys. I love uh, conversations with you guys. It's so fun. And also on YouTube, of course, it's at high vibe teaching. And I do a lot of teacher content, lifestyle, education, Um, I'll be doing a lot more sit down videos this summer, which I'm super excited for because I truly love sit down videos. Anywho, you guys, um, let's get into this video. So let's see, or this podcast. Um, alrighty. Like I said before, I'm thinking about going into charter school and I also like applying for a charter school just in case. Now I haven't read any of these things yet. I asked you guys on my Instagram, I asked my audience who has worked at a charter school. How did you like it? Just giving your guys's perspective, um, about working in a charter school. I have never, um, my mom used to work at one and do like office paperwork. Um, but she really liked working at a charter school. But when I was growing up, Charter schools to me were like, this was the reputation I perceived from charter schools. Um, they were like schools to where students could go to if they weren't like succeeding in public school. That's what it looked like to me, I guess, in my environment. Um, it was like if a kid wasn't like maybe they were getting like bullied or something in the public school, especially in high school, I'm talking about high school, um, or if they were the bully or if they got like kicked out for being truant too many times, um, or, you know, they kind of like got expelled out of high school, they would go to a charter and sorry, baby Jake. Um, you know, I'm just going to use you as an example. So I guess his junior year of high school, he, you know, his mom wasn't happy with his grades. So she tried to get him into a charter school, but the, the units wouldn't match up for my husband to graduate in time back then. So there is some differences and I'm curious on what those differences are because I'm really interested in proving like my own thoughts of what I think charter schools are. I just want to get more educated on them. And I know like there's a lot of like power struggle going on with charter schools versus public schools. So again, I don't know a lot about it and that's what we're going to do today. So the resources I'm using, it is a it's an article by EdSource and the title says quick guide, understanding California charter schools. So that's what we're going to be referring to. I'm also going to be referring to you guys on what you guys let me know about actual charter schools, your experience working at a charter school as a teacher or whatever you're working as. And we're going to dive into this. So I have not read through this at all yet. Okay. I'm going to go paragraph by paragraph. It's not a long article at all. I'm being quite honest. Uh, and it's just going to be fun to learn. So sit back, relax, put on your learning hats and let's see what the heck a charter school is. All right. 
So the first question this article says, what are charter schools, who runs them, and how are they different from traditional public schools? So charter schools are public schools that get funding from the state and have greater flexibility in hiring, curriculum, management, and other aspects of their operations. Unlike traditional public schools, they are ran by school districts with an elected school board and a board-appointed superintendent. Most charter schools are run by organizations with their own self-appointed boards. In general, this independence gives charter schools more room to experiment and to come up with instructional and other innovations. This was one of the chief reasons California lawmakers passed a law in 1992 allowing charters to operate. California was a second state allowing charters Minnesota was first. All right. So going on that, it sounds, I mean, I resonate with this a little bit because, you know, when COVID was fresh, um, and maybe not fresh, like maybe mid COVID, you know, pandemic with everything, um, especially back to school season, 2020, August, there were, you know, I worked for a public school and we did not go back until April. There were charter schools that went back in August Continuing on, teachers at most charter schools do not belong to unions, but teachers at some charter schools have voted, voted to join unions. It also continues to say a majority of charters in California comprise a single school, but there are also many prominent charter management organizations that run a number of charter schools. And that is what I've seen um, when I've been applying. But right away, you guys, I will say I do and have... I don't right now, but I have worked in the public school system for my three years of teaching. And I will say I do like the protection of the union that I have. I'm in the state of California. I do have a union. I do like that protection, but honestly, like, do I agree with everything the union says? No, I honestly kind of almost feel like a love hate relationship with them. Like I have to pay them every month. I pay my union dues. It's 90 something dollars a month. And they actually emailed wanting more money to go from my paycheck to them. Um, so yes, I pay for these, you know, protections and I pay for this stuff. But again, I have like a love hate. I don't agree with 100% everything about the union, but I do like the protection of it. And that is one reason why I wouldn't really want to go charter. I wouldn't really want to go to the charter route. It's like, you know, I have a union available to me. I'm going to utilize that tool. Not every state has one. Um, anyways, continuing on. So the next subheading says, how many charters are there in California? It says overall, there are 630,000 students enrolled in charter schools in California, about a tenth of the state's K through 12 public school population. So that's how many students are enrolled. Above here, it says there were 1,275 charters in the fall of 2017, and around 330 of these charters are considered considered dependent. Um meaning that they are actually operated by school districts. Okay, very interesting. And actually, um, when I first began teaching, before I even had my credential, this was very premature. I was just like, I'm just going to apply to random schools and see if I get a job before I got my credential because there was there is a serious teacher shortage going on. Like, it's a, pro- it's a problem. They can't even fill subs because all the subs go to teaching and then there's no subs to pull from. But anyways, I had a... Um, interview with a school district. I thought it was um, 
it was labeled under a school district in my area. So when I went to this interview, I was confused because I'm like, I don't know what this is. It's a charter school. Like I had no idea it was a charter school. I thought it was part of the district. And you know what? I got hired for, for them. It was a fifth grade position, but I didn't take it. It didn't feel right to me. And honestly, my interview was really bad and I got hired. I don't know. It was not a good interview in my opinion. Like it was one of my first ones. So you live and you learn. All right. Next question or next section. It says, how does California charter school growth compared to other states? California leads the nation in both number of charters and charter students. Um, the state was among the 10 states with the highest percentage of public schools enrolled. Although states like Arizona, oops, one second, Florida and Utah have higher percentages. Very interesting. So California accounts for about one fifth of the country's 3 million students enrolled in charter schools. Okay. So how receptive is California charter schools? California has had a complex relationship with charter schools ever since the legislator passed the state law permitting charter schools to exist. On one hand, the state has been friendly to the charter school model. California has more charter schools than any other state and a larger charter school enrollment than any other state. Still, charter schools have faced strong headwinds from organizations such as the California Teachers Association. While not opposing charter schools outright, the teachers union, with occasional support from the American Civil Liberties Union, okay, has sought to convince the legislator to pass laws that could limit charter school growth and require these schools to follow more of the state laws governing matters, such as student discipline and enrollment policy. Okay, very interesting. All right, on the bottom, it says in July 2017, passed a resolution that called for a new set of restrictions on charter schools. Now, that is a link that I could click on and figure out what these restrictions are, but I could just imagine what it just said, um, limiting the number of charter schools and um, having stricter laws that connect more um, with the state education. I can't click on it because I printed these pages out. Um, all right, continuing on with the article, let's see. All right, it says here that charter school operators can submit petitions to school districts for authorization and in some cases in county offices of education for the State Board of Education. These decisions can be politicized, especially in recent years as districts become concerned about declining student enrollments and the belief that they're losing some students to charter schools. Typically, local country or state school boards make their decisions during a public hearing and after recommendations from the district, county, or state. Most charter schools pay an oversight fee of 1% to 3% on their revenues to the districts or agencies that authorize their charters. So 1% to 3% of the money they earn, it goes back to the district slash the agencies that allow the charter to happen. So if you allow, it's like a money deal. Well, you guys, I didn't pick the best article. Honestly, I kind of wanted more information. So please hold. I'm going to pull up one more and I'm actually going to search what is a charter school. So please give me one second. Okay. I pulled up this article. It's by method and 
the article reads, why choose a charter school for your child? So this is very, you know, biased towards your kid going to charter. So it's very pro charter. Obviously you can tell by the title of the article, but I'm just going to read the bullet points briefly. Um, it says diverse student population. While some critics claim the charter schools segregation students most actually promote diversity, this is in contrast to traditional public schools, which reflect the population of the surrounding neighborhoods. Charter schools are open to all students, resulting in a more diverse student population. Interesting. I think that really goes, I mean, this claim on it, I guess I'm going to do a little bit of um, analysis on this article as well, but I feel like this point of diverse student population, I kind of think it depends on where you live because I'm in like LA County. It's, I would say it's pretty diverse. I would say, um, even growing up, I had a lot of diversity growing up, but again, I think that just depends where you live. Um, all right. The second point it makes is parental choice. Not everyone is fortunate enough to live in an area with top-notch traditional public schools. Prior to school choice movement, these parents were forced to choose between struggling neighborhood schools and costly private schools. With the addition of the charter schools, parents have more choices, allowing them to choose a school that best meets their child's unique educational needs. That sounds pretty good to me. I, I mean, the more choices, the more people get what they need. Um, the next point says accountability. Many people are drawn to charter schools because they're given more curricular and manageable or freedom with traditional public schools in regards to curriculum. However, with increased freedom comes increased accountability. So charters contain specific goals for student achievement. Schools that do not achieve these goals risk losing their charters. That sounds pretty heavy. That sounds like, um, that sounds like a lot of uh, weight on the teachers to me. If the schools are not run effectively, parents will simply choose not to send their child to that school. So it sounds to me like, um, what is it, high stakes? like a very high stakes environment with that. Interesting. Moving on, ability to specialize. Many charter schools choose to specialize in particular areas such as science and technology or performing arts. Thus, students who attend these schools can make classes that align with their interests, often resulting in students who are more interested in their education. Some charter schools even allow students to choose a major so that they can further specialize their course schedule and prepare for college and career. That sounds great. Sounds very great and innovative. Sounds awesome. I like that. Greater independence. While it's true, the next point is greater independence. While it's true that charter schools do have greater curricular freedom than traditional schools, they are still public schools. This means that they must follow the same major regulations and laws that apply to traditional public schools. However, because they're able to avoid much of the red tape associated with traditional schools, charter schools can devote more energy and resources to implying high academic standards and helping students achieve educational excellence. Very interesting. I think to really understand that, I would have to work at a charter school to fully understand, um, you know, in depthly what that could mean. And the last point, it says a reduced class size. So many charter schools have smaller class sizes than traditional public schools. This allows for students to have more one-on-one -on -one time with their teachers. By having the ability to focus on individual students' needs, teachers are able to ensure that students are receiving an equitable education. Yes, that sounds very, very nice. Um, it sounds like 
it sounds good for like the student's perspective and obviously duh because i'm reading a article that is for charter schools for kids but i'm just gonna feed in a little bit of two cents in what i believe in what i'm thinking but actually no i'm not i'm gonna go to you guys first i'm gonna read what you guys wrote directly about charter schools um, because you guys had really good things to say, and this is coming from people who have actually worked in charter schools. All right, one of you guys said that charters are definitely more work, um, longer hours, higher expectations placed on teachers, but they are also incredible places with high quality learning really happens for students in really unfortunate situations. Charters are typically opened up in large cities or urban areas with low income families and failing public schools. They set out to deliver the highest quality education possible to these students so as not to let them slip through the cracks in an order to give them the best chance at a better life. And again, that goes back to the school choice, which I think is a good idea. Again, choices, I believe, just allow more people to get their needs met. Um, okay, going on to someone else, someone else told me that research it before you go. I hated the focus on grades and scores and they had little kids come to school on Saturday for detention. Oh, they had little kids come to school on Saturday for detention. I've heard great things about other charters. And that's kind of going back to that second article I read about um, how charters could literally lose their school if the scores aren't high enough, you know, if they're not quote succeeding according to, I guess the state so it does sound like really high stakes on the teachers. And honestly, I don't think I'm interested in that. Like it, you know, I don't know. That's not why I became a teacher. So that just doesn't sound the most interesting. I'm not that interested in that aspect to be honest. Someone else said, apparently I've been teaching at a charter school all year, but I had no idea until February. Yeah, I think that is a situation where the district is closely tied to the charter. Um, maybe the district, to me, from my experience, like the main district in the area, like took on this charter, probably to give more choice for the district. And again, choice is nice, in my opinion. Um, someone else wrote an emoji of a throwing up emoji, and it says varies through schools, though. Like, throw up, it must have sucked, but it varies through school. So to me, like charter schools are like individual companies, individual companies of school. And of course they get incentivized, right? To open and to maintain the grades and maintain everything. The um, district, whatever gets a little cut back. And we talked about that earlier, but that's what it sounds like to me. It's like you could work at a really good company or whatever, and then you may work in a really bad company and it's like a gamble that you take the only thing that kind of is sucky honestly with like teaching is you know the teaching jobs come around once a year and then you kind of have to wait all year to finish out the the school year you can't just quit mid-year I mean you could but like I feel like that would be really hard to someone else said love the people I worked with but so much extra work on the teachers to keep state funding like I said doesn't sound fun at all. Um, it says lower pay and no curriculum. So I guess that goes into like the freedom of curriculum. That second article was saying, sure, there's more freedom, but like there's no curriculum to choose from. And I've heard that from other people. So it sounds like a lot more work because, you know, it is nice to have the curriculum to fall back on, even though I do not use 
all the curriculum all the time, especially in ELA. I have to supplement ELA instruction, but for math, the math curriculum's nice. Like I, I enjoy it. The pages that the students work with, but if you don't even have that, it sounds pretty like, you know, intense of a workload, especially if you're a newer teacher and have no idea what you're doing. Someone said I worked at one and I loved it. It's a super small standalone one. So I think that's what makes it good. Very interesting, small standalone. So it must be ran very nicely. You know, it's ran as an, as a successful business. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, okay, you guys, that's it. That's all the feedback I got from you guys. Um, now I'm just going to give a little bit of overview on what I think and, you know, going forward. So honestly, again, all I can be is honest with you guys. I can't be anything other than my true authentic self through honesty. And, uh, I really don't want to work at a charter school. Like it honestly just doesn't make me excited to go look at jobs through a charter school. It just sounds very loosey. It sounds very, um, like not structured enough for me, but I think like if worse came to worse and I, there is like one charter school I would try, but they have like six charter schools throughout the region. So I feel like that's kind of successful. Like if you can <clears throat> open six business change, the chains, then you're doing something right. So I would try to work there if I could worst case scenario, I would do it for a year and see how it went. But I would like to stay public at this point, um, just because it's what I'm familiar with. And actually like looking at these charter school job descriptions, I was kind of confused on a lot of them because it said like homeschool teacher. And I think that's like, I don't know exactly what that is, but that is not what I want to do. I want to be in the classroom every, like I want to have it traditional. That's just what I want to do. Um, I don't want to do like homeschool stuff. No, thanks. I did the virtual teaching and it was terrible. So no, thank you. I don't want to do that again. I had a, I saw a lot of positions for that. So I don't know if that's normal. Also researching charter schools, they have like on and off schedules. So it's like the, the kids can choose to come in three times a week or they can choose to only come in two times a week. And I just don't know. I feel like it's a lot of work on teachers. That's just how I feel. I mean, yes, in public school, it's a lot of work as well, but like, I don't know, man, I don't know. But if you guys work at a charter school and if you want to add feedback, please do hit me up on Instagram, reach out, let me know. Um, at this point, again, I'm just saying, I think I want to stay public. I'll be happy with public. So keep your arms, not arms, keep your fingers crossed for me, please. Um, if you guys could send me like any motivational messages on Instagram, please let me know. But I really hope this podcast, I hope you guys learned some things. I hope you learned what the heck a charter school is. And I mean, like you can see where the polarization is on it, you know, like of the public school not wanting any more charters to happen. You know, you can see all that and why it's all for funding. But um, I find it very interesting. I will say overall, the idea of a choice school situation, I think is a fabulous idea. Um, however, it all depends on how the institution slash business is ran. 
because we have all been there when we have gone to stores or we have gone places or even worked at places where the management is subpar. Not fun. Not fun. But again, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, if you leave, again, leave a review if you think like you like this podcast. It really helps me out. If you share it to anyone who you might find this valuable to as well, it really helps me out. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, subscribe to my YouTube, and be sure to, to subscribe to this podcast. I put new content out every single Monday. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, if you're looking for a new job or, you know, if you're looking as well, I wish you luck. We're in this together. We'll find a job. We'll find our perfect school for us. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. Have a fantastic day and I'll see you guys next week. Remember, becoming high vibe has changed my life and I know it will change yours too. All right. Bye guys.